these are the things that I want, but these are also the things that I don't want. Just to be clear, mm. I, I can never stand for this. I can never agree with this. Mm. I don't see myself being okay with this. Mm. That's just me respecting myself. Mm. And when I respect myself, it gives me a chance to also respect you. Okay, as my future. I, I like that. I like that, that that when you know, when you understand yourself better to a certain degree, you have you have respect for yourself as well. And I think we need that as individuals. Yep. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome viewers and listeners. Welcome once again to another episode of The Truth About Love with me, Mizi Wahid and... Lisa Sirihani. Assalamualaikum to all. <laughs> okay, so we've covered quite a few topics already, Lisa. And yes. um, today, we're going to talk about what happens when a person is ready for love. Okay, so previously we spoke about, okay, the readiness, the preparations, the self-love that is a prerequisite before. But what if a person says, okay, Ustaz, I'm ready. So what do I do? Where do I start um, to ensure that when I love, I love properly. When I love, I, I try my very best to keep myself from getting hurt to the best yeah. of my ability. I know that it's always going to be a risk. There's always going to be a risk. But how do I minimize the risk? Yeah. Mm. So, Lisa, I think the very first question I want to ask you is really about niyat and intentions. To me, this is very, very important in everything that we do. Yes? Yes. We talk about niyat in our salat. We talk about niyat in our fasting, mm. in our zakat, in our hajj and umrah and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But has it ever occurred to you that perhaps you also need it to have an intention before starting a relationship, an intention before getting married. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by House of Spectacles. If you need a proper diagnosis of your eye condition or you're simply looking for a new pair of glasses, contact House of Spectacles today. Call 8825-1701. That's 8825-1701. Or you can visit them at House of Spectacles located at 390 Victoria Street, Golden Landmark Shopping Centre. Unit number 0139. You'll find them at level 1. So please pay them a visit soon. And thank you House of Spectacles for your support for this week's episode. I didn't really have much thought of Niat when it came to, um, when it came to relationships. Mm-hmm. But I had more of a thought of Niat when it came to marriage. Mm. Um, so, like, the common questions that I would get at that time was, mm. Kenapa nak kawin? Yes. <laughs> you know? And then... Um, you got married at 25, is it? 26? Yeah, 26. So, so, so when people asked you, why do you want to get married... Why do you think they asked you? Were they really trying to understand your intention? Or were they like, why in the world? You know, like questioning you. Why in the world are you getting married so young? You know, I think but, different people had different intentions. Why they asked. Like, I think some had the letter, like thinking, you know, like, oh, you're at the peak of your career and mm. suddenly you want to come in. Like, how come? <laughs> um, you know, some, I think, wanted me to um, think of, uh, of it uh, for myself. Mm-hmm. to really be sure of what I was deciding on. Mm-hmm. I didn't really pay too much attention to 
those who asked me for the reasons such as um you know like oh you're too young to get married or like macam you know like, i didn't really care about that because i uh, there there's some things that i pay a little bit more attention to than others you know mm. i remember growing up having a goal to ensure that i get married by the age of 24 oh. um this was when you were studying or yes this was when i was studying um but i was in um a different relationship at a point of time and it was a long term relationship so it felt like a sure thing that you know like oh um by the time i finish my studies and work for a few years it should be the ideal time the right time to settle down and start a family but then um kita rancang dan allah yang menentukan then uh, it didn't work out that way with the passing of my father and then um my career had a really good start uh it, it went quite well in the first few years um and then at at its peak somewhat i decided to settle down so at that time I, you know for so, so for the couple of years since my goal a goal to get married i felt that it was like i don't think i intended to sort of like change my goal then until mm. i got to know you three a lot more based on experience from knowing other people getting to know other people something in me told me that this this person is going to make me a uh, would, would 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 make me a better person um and then i um i felt that oh orang tutu pun cakap you know like like jangan lambat-lambatkan yes. you know uh, that's there's something a lot of people here i think Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It's, it's it's upon every individual how they interpret that. I know some people they're like, okay, thank you for I, reminding, but some people get annoyed. Yeah, and, but then I think they mean well, like you know. Mean well, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like when 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 the elders used to tell us jangan lambat lambatkan. I think because they somewhat know about like oh you know the later it is then then how do you start a family because your risk uh, increases your chances mm-hmm. decreases. Um, and all that lah. So I'm like thinking, oh, you know, maybe there's a science to it as well. You know, like where, where, where the, you know, at at the suitable age, it's it it works out a, a lot easier or something like that, right? Mm. And I'm like, okay lah. Like you know, I thought that okay, dah jumpa orang yang baik, somebody who I feel not only compliments me, but kind of he does not know this, or mm. rather, maybe I do tell him off and on, mm. but. His presence in my life makes me want to be a better person, mm. and then I am like, but I don't really feel. I I've never really felt something like this in in my past relationships. You know, mm. um, my niat was more about like if 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 um apa tu kawin because the elders would say kawin do Allah suka murah rezeki tau bila kawin. You know, like mm. they, they say stuff like that. So my niat was more about if if this is what we are. Designed to do, mm-hmm. um, you since you've met someone who seems to fit well with you, although he's a different piece of a jigsaw puzzle. Go ahead. So yeah. it, yeah, that was the kind of thought process that I went through. Okay. Um, but now it's been like what eight years plus, right? Mm-hmm. Since I've been married, and um, and 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 does does you know, a, does, sure, a ne- does a niat change along the way? Like okay, I I want to get married for these reasons, but now five years into it, okay, I'm I'm gonna um, alter a little bit, okay. 
like okay i got that the, the core intention is still there but now mm. i want to build something else or something more meaningful together i think now i'm at that stage where you know like when you think about um hereafter quite a lot mm. and then you know like uh, when you think about kiyama quite a lot and then and you know like um I have uh, sometimes, you know, like talks with my mom and then, you know, my father has passed on and then like my brothers would, would say, you know, like, have you ever thought about, you know, sort of settling down with someone else, you know, like just, just out of conversation sake. And then my mom would say, no, my, my love has gone down six feet under. Mm-hmm. And then um, they say, but I don't know about this. Maybe you can clarify this. Mm-hmm. Like they say that, um, you can meet the one that you were in love with the your jodo on earth in jana yes you can there's a verse in the quran that talks about this about reuniting with your family members together so even you can reunite with your late father inshallah you know yeah which is what i i do for inshallah. you know like to be able to reunite with him and then like um and then it, you know like like because mom says it like that also like so now my niat now my my what i've been you know praying for is so that we could all go to jana together mm-hmm. you know uh, and um strive to be uh human beings that that allah is pleased with on earth mm-hmm. you know and um yeah so so if you uh, maybe you know like in that sense you yeah. know like 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 uh the niat from the beginning sort of like has now advanced to yes. like a different like so thing. it's perfectly fine in my opinion for us to you know make alterations and it, the alterations is for the better we get better and better we get closer to god as we age mm-hmm. um we have a better sense of upon a perspective of this life in this dunya that is temporary and ultimately we're building something that is so much more lasting mm. in the akhirah mm. um and so when i when i wanted to get married my intention was really to um start a family and, that, and that's cliche but the, at the core of it i know that's also what our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wanted sallallahu prophet sallallahu said an nikahu sunnati marriage is my practice faman raghiba an sunnati and whoever dislikes this practice of mine falaysa minni then he is not from amongst me Mm. which is very strong that statement which um if you dislike the idea the concept of marriage then you mm. you're not with me it's different with people who so it's sunnah also to continue a lineage like correct. to extend correct. your lineage because there's another hadith where he says he's proud of his ummah because inni mukathirun bikumul ummah yawm alqiyamah he says i am i have the greatest ummah on the day of judgment greatest in terms of numbers in terms of Asha. quantity it's incomparable to previous generations of ummas mine is the greatest and and you make me proud so make me proud even more by marrying and starting a family and so on and so forth mm. but of course it's different i just wanted to say that when sometimes people hear oh whoever dislikes marriage and he is not from amongst me it it only applies to those who just completely disagree with the concept don't want to think about it not interested to work on it or to pursue it mm. but for those who have tried for those who have a desire but they've not yet settled down or they've not found someone who's right for them right then they, you know they're not 
uh, in this category that the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned. So you don't yeah, have yeah. to worry. Yeah. Like, so what like, you mean is that uh, for maybe perhaps for those who uh, completely disagrees with the notion or the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, a marriage um, institution as a concept. Like right, as a concept. Like, oh. And and this could be sometimes because Lisa they're just so jaded when they when they listen to many many stories of friends whose whose marriages have fallen apart. Yeah, yeah. And it's a complete mess. And sometimes you know it gets ugly, the divorce and custody and stuff like that. Right. But right, but right. I think we also need to be fair and look at the marriages that have worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be fair and look and analyze when they don't work what are the reasons because not right not all of the reasons are bad reasons sometimes it is actually good that mm-hmm. they are separated uh, mm. and and this is not for anyone else to judge except for them they know themselves the right. husband and the wife they know that okay we've tried it doesn't work so i think we're going our separate ways and it's uh, amicable it's peaceful um right. it's mutual so mm. um you know, when you look at marriage, intention is I want to follow the Sunnah of the Prophet. Marriage is my tradition, he said, right? Okay. But also because this is something that is established, uh, prescribed in our religion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this in the Quran too. Mm. So we want to do it for the sake of Allah. That should be like at the very core of your the very core. Then right. Everything else, like okay, I want to have a family, I wanna, you know, um build a beautiful home together. I want to raise children. I want to spend quality time with my spouse. I want to travel with her, with him. Mm. You know, all of these things are all blessed things. Uh, you know, uh, still, right? You want to do all these things that Allah would bless and Allah would reward. If say, like, for someone like me, like I've been married for like eight years plus now. And um, at that point of time when I was getting married, I was not... You know, like I was not at where I am today with mm-hmm. regards to religion. Mm-hmm. And like, would it be possible, although I've been like, what, eight years plus into the marriage, like, mm-hmm. would it be all right for me to renew my niyat that way? Like, sort of like, like I'm now in a marriage already. Mm-hmm. But then like, I would like to renew that I'm now in this marriage. Karana Allah ya ta'ala. Like, yes. am I able to do that? Like, Yes, it's perfectly fine. I mean, there's this concept called tajdeedun niyah, which is the renewal of intentions. You know how in the Western world, sometimes they do this re- renewing our vows thing, like maybe right, yes. the marriage. I, yeah, like, that we can well, renew yeah. our intentions and that's perfectly fine. You can tell ourselves, we can talk to our partner, we can sit down. Okay, let's look ahead now. We are this far into our marriage. Now, what about the next eight years, the next 10 years, the next five years? Right. Where do we see ourselves? And mm-hmm. in order to get there, you know, our new vision, for example, what do we need to mm-hmm. do? We, what do we need to do today and every day uh, for the next five years or 10 years mm-hmm. to ensure that we will actually eventually get to that destination? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that's motivation for me. Thank you so much. Mm. You know, because like, I think it, it sets a new, um, a very nice new beginning, you know, like where um, most, most of the time, like, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's been uh, how long? And I think a lot, uh, some may relate to this, you know, about how, um, how do we, rekindle how do we how do we feel all these butterflies all over again how do we and we've been focusing so much about this like two-way dynamic in this dunya Mm -hmm. when actually like wait hold on you know there is the more divine uh divine power beyond us which has absolute 
control over everything mm. with how things have been going on with all of our lives, like even mm. the fall of the leaf from the tree. Yeah. And like, I think it, it helps me now to set my, my, my goals now and my focus and my focus and, and my outlook. This is very helpful actually, Ustaz. And I'm really mm. hoping that our listeners are, they're, they, they're thinking about it. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that they, they see this as a great guide as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not we, we, at, at whatever point they are in their lives right now, whether or not belum kawin ke, dah kawin ke, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, even if they're having like a, a you know rocky situations, perhaps in their in their in their relationship or marriage, like nausbilah. But if they are, perhaps or like even sort during of like, the engagement, yeah. Sometimes oh yeah. People, yeah. Oh yes, yes. People, oh. There's a lot of tension sometimes. The moment you get engaged, I hear this a lot. People say, "Stas, I, I, the tests are increasing and intensifying, ever since really? we got engaged. And mm. the closer we are to the day of our wedding, um, the more arguments we have, the more fights. So, is there something wrong here? A lot of people always ask this question, and I'm like, just go back to your intentions, mm. and ask your partner to also think about it. Mm. You know, if if their intentions are still in the right place, mm. if their heart is in the right place, then inshallah." Allah will grant you ease. This is just a test. Mashallah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the next okay. point I want to talk about is regarding um, the risks involved. Okay. I think when we get into a relationship, when we get into a marriage, especially, mm-hmm. we know that it's a big responsibility. It's a huge amana. But at the same time, you know, with everything that is big and huge, anything that is long term, we also need to understand and be aware that the risks are always there. The risk of what? The risk of failure. The risk mm. of things not lasting as long as we wanted them to. Mm. Um, and as much as, you know, I just want people to be aware, Lisa, that there are risks. I don't want them to focus too much on the possibility. It's fine and then be all the way through. Yes, that's really yeah. it. That's really it. Mm. You know, when, they, when, when I see couples that are madly in love with each other, and I'm mm. about to solemnize them and I meet them. Now this we have to meet them, right? I told you. So I have to meet them. And they're like, they're so loving. They're, they're constantly praising each other. Oh, I Aww. love this about him. I love this about her. Mashallah. You know? <laughs> and sometimes however, I, however, you know, however. I have to like give them a you know reality a, check. Yeah, reality check. And I'm like, okay, this is good. And I hope this this continues. And I hope this is healthy. You know, you guys communicating with each other really, really well. Mm. Very promising. But mm. please know that there will be days when you come back home and you're completely exhausted. And the last thing you want is to actually have a one hour long conversation with your spouse. And you, all you want to do is to just chill sleep. for a moment. Yeah, sleep. Or you want to wash up. You want to have dinner. You want to watch a show just to wind down. You want to read something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need to understand that. And don't get offended when suddenly that happens. And then you're like, oh, my husband changed. My wife's true colors is showing. You know, it's not really that. Sometimes it's just we have our own, we have our updates. We have updates our down and, days. exactly and and you know just being aware that yes, there is the risk of things not going well. That should actually motivate us to want to be at our very best every single day to mm. the best of our abilities too. Okay, mm, mm, mm. Um, to not be overly complacent. I guess that's another thing. Mm. So when you set your intentions, you want the best, correct? Mm. You want to please Allah. 
you want to be happy in this dunya and in the hereafter. That's perfectly fine as your mm. core intentions. But also be right. aware that there's always a possibility of problems happening. There, there are going to be fights. There are going to be moments that you don't really want to talk to your partner. But I hope it won't be very long. Yeah. Um, you know, any relationship that we get into, Lisa, there's always a 50-50 chance of success. You know, it's like the... Wow. You know, it's it's always it's like that um, analogy of is the glass half full or half empty. Mm-hmm. So I could have said there's always a 50-50 chance of failure, mm-hmm. but I said there's always a 50-50 chance of success. success. Yeah. The mindset is you know it shifts like okay, I'm I'm focused on success. Right. I'm focused on longevity in our relationship. I'm focused mm-hmm. on a, on a harmony in our household. Right. If, if you channel your focus properly, inshallah, you'll be. Uh, building towards that and not the opposite. Yeah, don't you find it like, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I did share this with you before and we're speaking of risk, like, you know, um, uh, my husband and I were like 13 years apart uh, mm. by way of age. And um, uh, one of the things that he, I wouldn't say warned me, but he, I think he wanted me, he wanted to put perspective in me yeah. Um, because you know, I was still very young, and and you know, like I, I'm such a, if I may mention, I'm such a Disney child. Like I know, like I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. I love romantic movies. I love romantic comedies. It's so me, and like love R and B music. Love love songs. You know, like I'm quite typical in that sense. You know, like um. But then um, one of the things that he shared with me, none of my um none of my past relationships have ever said that to me where he said to me one you know from from now on you know like mm. uh, you know right after we nika and uh, i'm not saying that it's a downward spiral from then i'm not mm. saying that but don't freak out if you fall out of love mm. and when he said that to me i was really taken aback and i thought mm. that how could that ever happen mm-hmm. you know like this because like i come from a household Mm. where, you know, like my father to his last breath would speak highly of my mom and so in love with her. And like, he, you know, he would not stop talking about how things were when they were together in London. Mm. Uh, when, you know, like how, you know, he, you know, like, and at that point of time, he was 60 plus, you know, it didn't seem like there were any dips in between, you know, and and vice versa lah with my mom kan. So I thought, what do you mean by fall out of love? Mm. You know? And I like, think even uh, your mom now speaks very highly of your dad too, right? Yeah, she yeah. She still yeah. calls him her love, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, I, you know, like I was sort of like, what, what, what does he mean by that? You know, like what does he mean by fall out of love? Like, or is he speaking for himself? Yeah. Or is he, you know, so at that time I was trying to, digest this and then but but i think what he meant by that was not so much you know um because for me i thought that you know once you kawin, it's forever you know and it's they lived happily ever, ever after, ever, ever after. <laughs> you know you know like, and, and and but then like um i think because of his experience um you know uh and and then maturity and his maturity level it was for what he meant was, I think, in time when you go through routine and and then what if if each and each each of us get caught up with um, our our responsibilities with work and all that, and then after a while, it's not about 
it's not about how we feel about each other so much. It's about just us just getting on with life. It's mm. about survival. It's about mm. um, you know uh, the focus. Then then now diverts to the kids, for example. You know, mm. um, so it's not so much that you know may- maybe maybe I think the the statement falling out of love was was a bit sort of like. Um, a bit too strong as an example for him to use, but I understand now what he means. Where, where, where you mentioned the word complacent, and there is yes. that tendency of mm-hmm. getting there. You know, there is that tendency of getting there. And then, I think what's important is that as a couple, if 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 it comes to that point, is to really communicate, and you know, like say, hey, you know, like let's let's revisit. And you know, and see how, you know, um, what can we do now since we're at a different stage of our lives right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously, I, I think like like the exact same feeling that you would feel at the very beginning of your relationship is yeah. something that you can reminisce, but whether or not you can actually really, 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 really feel that exact same kind of butterfly flutter, I don't know whether it's actually possible. But you mm-hmm. can sort of like. Um, maybe make new kinds of um, vaccination. Yeah. So it's always about know. recreating the moments. Uh, yeah, recreating, recreating the moments. I think, yeah. Um, but also understanding that it will not be exactly the same. It will not be exactly the same. Yeah. Right. Having that realistic mindset um, and just cherish every new moment because every mm. day is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. Every day is another opportunity. So just cherish those moments, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I think like when it comes to like managing this kind of risk is knowing how to manage these kind of these kind of changes that 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 potentially can happen in our lives, mm-hmm. in our in our relationships, or in our marriages. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think I'm 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 very very blessed and very very grateful where the issue of of trust and all that is not really much of an issue that we dwell into but then we have this tendency where we get caught up, get really um we 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 get really caught up with our work yeah we do uh be it me or you three or whatever or or sometimes i'm really focusing on the kids and you know like and i'm not really you know checking on him how he's mm-hmm. doing and mm-hmm. stuff you know like like it's not so much and like like i'm not talking about about preparing this stuff for him i'm talking about just really connecting yeah. internally because like, because life happens. happens, Lisa. Life happens. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's un- unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Yeah. We all have responsibilities, and almost every household now is a dual income household, and both parties work in responsibilities. And taking care of the kids is a big, huge responsibility in itself mm-hmm. that requires mm-hmm. almost a full time thing, you know, attention to be given. So, to me, those are. Um, common issues that will be faced by almost every couple mm-hmm. um, who, as I described earlier, both are working, they have kids, mm-hmm. they have many goals in life, Elisa. They have the goal of doing well in their career, they have the goal of providing for their family, they have the goal of you know, starting a family, building that family. They have multiple goals. They have the goal of wanting to do well for Akhira as well. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine there's so much that you're juggling with Mm. Um, you know, so that's why you know when we spoke about setting the intentions, you know, it, it, it's so critical. When you mm. you get caught up with so many things and you don't know what what are your real intentions, you'll get lost along the way, and mm-hmm. that's what you want to avoid. 
as much as possible because we know that there's a lot that's going to happen. I always tell my couples, you know, guys, when you list down your list of priorities, how many things are there? And they're like, oh yeah, I've got five, six, seven. Yeah. See, there's a lot of things. And when you suddenly, when you have a child, your child is going to jump to number one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, everything is going to be about them. They fall sick, you drop everything just to attend to them. Absolutely. You go on holidays, everything is about them, planning the whole holiday around them. Like, But then I tell them, don't forget religion, spiritual development as well. If, you, mm. if that was never in your top five list, bring it up. You know, mm. so I always you know, keep my couples aware of the re realistic things that are going to happen. Right. As they're lovey-dovey right now, mushy-mushy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, life hits them, then they're shocked. Uh, I, I just want to bring everything forward mm. so that they, they can see it. Mm. So we've talked about number one, you know, if, if you say, Stas, I'm ready, Lisa, I'm ready, where do I start? We mentioned number one is to set your intentions, right? Right. Number two, to be aware of the risks involved when you begin to commit, when you begin mm -hmm. to want to make that commitment. Right. The third point I want to share is to know what you want. And to help mm. you know what you want is mm. sometimes it may be helpful to start with a list. And this list is basically like the qualities and the attributes, the criteria you have for the person that you um, wish wish to, to have and, and to spend the rest of your life with exactly mm. so lisa my question to you is <laughs> drum roll <laughs> do you have did you ever have a list i did in the past like um for my past relationships like you know as i mentioned earlier like you know since i'm such a hopeless romantic i'm, mm. I'm such a disney child i was mm. like oh my my knight in shining armor must be like this, must be like that, must be like this, must be like that, right? Um, he either drives in, uh, he comes in with, in a on a horse or drives <laughs> in in a Ferrari where there's a horse. I know, no, 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 no. Um, uh, Yeah, I, I, one of the things I remember like writing down uh, in my journal, okay, like it was diary. Was, was there a lock on your diary? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, so and it was that, and yeah. it was that key that that was shaped like it could fit into any little Anything, catalog. Yeah. Quite honestly, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh god. Okay. Give, so, give us a give us a peek into it. Like, what was one of the things on your list? One one of it was um, I, I I really wanted somebody who could understand the work that I was involved in because I was involved in arts and entertainment ever since I was eleven, mm. and you know like. Um, I, I grew up in, in that kind of environment ever since I was 11, but taken, taken very well taken care of by my mom. So I, 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 I really, you know, like um, valued or rather I really put importance into taking good care of myself. Uh, jaga batasan, mm. um, you know, and not get caught up with, you know, uh, improper, Im improper involvement lah. Uh, you know, uh, being a girl, then you know you have to take good care of yourself. You know, and um, but you know, like the, the past relationships that I have, um, amongst the issues were were that was that absence of trust. Mm. So um, one of the things that I, I I kept putting in the list was that you know, like he would have to really understand that my niyat is to help my family because uh, the, from the very beginning, from the get go. I did this to be able to save up for any day in case 
the family needs. Like, you know, mm. we, um, my family and I, we came from very humble beginnings. Periodically, the money that I was making was helpful to, to move on, to move forward. And, you know, bless my parents. Like, they knew for, you know, like, they, 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 was, they really put importance into us as their amana that mm. that they kept on returning like they kept on paying me back although i said no no need to buy bali ever this is class i want to do this to help the family or whatever but they said no you are our responsibility you shouldn't be doing this this mm. is our responsibility but you are helping us in between yeah. you know so thank you so much but you know bila uh, bila boleh then mommy daddy tolong bayar balik that kind of thing you know it was it was, it was yeah. a very nice it was a very nice um They, as much as how, as a child, I felt that, you know, like, you know, as, as, as a classic or rather, or as no matter how I wanted to help the family, but they also taught me um, that when we become parents, nanti, how important it is to understand what your responsibilities are as a parent for your child, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they taught me that, they instilled that in me. And um, quite, quite honestly, like when I think about it again, it's just like, mashallah, beautiful. Um, but anyway, um, so one of the things in the list was that, was that, that I needed somebody to really understand why I was doing this. Like, you mm. know, um, uh, I, they, for some reason, there was a rezeki for me there. Um, you know, I was a girl who did a lot of ads growing up, yeah. a lot of advertisements mm. and uh I, I, I did a lot of uh, TV, TV stuff. One of the things was that I needed somebody who could understand. Yeah. I think that's why, like, um, and, but then I have to share. Like, mm. But then um, as I grew older, my mom said that kita tak sempurna. Mm. Kita tak sempurna. So what, what does she mean by that? Then what she meant by that was, here I am jotting down what are the qualities and attributes that are like in another person, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to selalu cerminkan diri sendiri. Kalau, mm-hmm. you know, like she says to me that bukannya nak, you know, it's not, it's not so much like, it's not so much that we should not feel that we are worthy or proud of ourselves, mm-hmm. but there must be that sense of humility in us that we must understand that we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. That we have flaws that we may not realize or realize. And then when mom said that to me, she said that, why not consider looking out for attributes that you know that you can't jive with? Mm. Because you have flaws as well. Mm. Not necessarily another person can deal with your flaws. True. So she said that if there are certain flaws that you know for a fact that memang tak boleh sangat-sangat, Mm-hmm. Maybe there are certain principles that the other person, you know, uh, strongly believes in that you're like, okay, that I cannot. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, like, I really cannot. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, you, and you have to understand this, this of yourself. And, um, and then, so I had a new list instead where I, uh, there were a few pet peeves that I jotted down. Um, one of it being... It was religion related, okay. uh, where where it was important to me that he believes in Islam. He believes mm-hmm. that Allah is the only deity, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, that that was important to me. 
Cool. You know, I, I think this is really interesting, the development that you shared and after the feedback your mom gave you. Because yeah. I think a lot of people who do have a list already, um, their list probably looks like all the things they want in a person, but their list probably did, does not include the things they don't want in a person. Hmm. I think we need to be clear as well, in my opinion. So when I said know what you want, in order to know what you want, you also need to know what you don't want. Am I right, right. Lisa? Mm. Because to me, that gives you absolute clarity mm. for yourself, for yourself. Mm. To know, okay, these are the things that I want, but these are also the things that I don't want, just to be clear. Mm. I, I can never stand for this. I can never agree with this. Mm. I don't see myself being okay with this. Mm. That's just me respecting myself. Mm. And when I respect myself, it gives me a chance to also respect you. Okay, as my future. I, I like that. I like that, that, that when you know when you understand yourself better to a certain degree, you have, you have respect for yourself as well. And I think we need that as individuals. Yep. We need that as human beings. And thank you for reminding me of that, that, mm. that I, think, I think we need a little bit more of that in yeah. this world, respecting ourselves. That's true. Okay, I want to share about, maybe you know, some people might be struggling right now, Lisa, with their list. They're like, okay, Ustaz. Okay, Lisa, I'm going to do my list now. And they're like, <laughs> Uh, handsome, tinggi, pandai masak, <laughs> pandai masak, pandai masak, pandai jaga anak. It's like, okay, we're stuck now at two or three things. So I I feel like the qualities are very important. The attributes are important. Okay. Um, character, akhlaq is very important. Okay. Oh yeah. The one of the most common things, Lisa, that I always get from people, they message me. Sometimes it's the guy. Sometimes it's the girl. Okay. Like stars. We had a huge fight last night. And in the midst of anger, my husband said he divorces me. Okay? So common. Subhanallah. So common in the midst of anger. So sometimes, maybe your list should include um, he he manages his temperament well, for example. Again, All right. He has okay. good anger management skills. Mm. Um, she is calm in, in, in um, difficult situations. Okay? Um, he does not use vulgarities. She is not abusive. Mm. You know, um, so, so to me, um, those things are very, very important. You're he, right. He does not lie. She does not emotion does does not use emotional blackmail on me. There's no guilt tripping in the relationship. Mm. Like to me, all of these qualities are super important as well. Okay. Um, for example, the anger thing again. Wow, that's huge. You know, that's huge. And quite Plus, common, right? Very common. Mm. And sometimes they really love each other, Lisa. To be honest, mm. but anger always gets in the way. And when they lose it, they really lose it. And sometimes words are said in the heat of the moment that can never be taken away. They can never be taken back. Once said, it's forever there. Yeah, but saying. you're right. Like, but then I think that what bothers... Well, I wouldn't say it bothers me. But then like... Um, but you know it's common, right? now, Yeah. Yeah, I understand that it's common. Okay. All right. So, so, so I think some may question and say, but how do we know this before we get married? Yes. Very yeah, good say. question. So this is my answer. <laughs> um, I think you, you, it's hard to know unless and until you guys actually test it yeah. right. while getting to know each other, yeah. or maybe you get engaged. There are many opportunities for the person's um, patience to be tested. And if there is none, then you know, I, I even dare say create, you know, a scenario where may, they may be tested. Right. Okay. Um, I think my wife and I, when we were getting to know each other, we kind of tested each other's patience too. 
<laughs> you know, like on purpose. I think so. I think she, <laughs> she more she tested me more lah. Okay, to be fair, but I think she wanted to see whether you know yeah. you you, and you I think give up she or not. Said, she said I passed with flying colors lah. So, really? Yeah. Oh my god! So I think you know you test to see you know how serious is this person. Would this person just walk away mm. anytime we had a fight or anytime I I did not show up or anytime you yeah. know I went against something that I initially said I wanted to do? Mm. Like how would this person react? Mm. The actions first, and then the decisions next, and then your words. You know, like pay attention to all these things. How many times, Lisa, have I also heard people as, as recent as last week? I counselled a lady, and she was like crying, and you know, probably thinking about divorce now. Oh dear! And I asked her about, did you see these qualities? Because I think she's only been married 10, 11 months. I asked her, did you only notice that he's like this now? She said, actually, mm. stars there were red flags before. But I just ignore them. Mm. Okay, so your question: How do I know? Sometimes the signs are already there. You're just pretending not to see them. Number one. Okay, don't be so blinded by love. Okay. Second of all, if you if really there are no chances, no opportunities for you to be able to um, um, notice any of those signs, then maybe you should create them or maybe ask them directly. What angers you? What right. makes you really, really angry? What would go against your principles so much to the point where you can't stand it and you lose it? In what instances? And I think it's good to just see how that person is like when they're mad. Sometimes maybe they're just angry on the road, like me. Sometimes, if 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 ever I was angry, it's like on the road when a driver just cuts in or they don't signal or they don't allow me to get in. And when I've sig- I've been signaling for a long time, and the more I signal, the more they zoom in, <laughs> like vroom, they they speed up. Like what? But you know, yeah. everybody has their own thing. Right? Right, That's how you right, mentioned. Right. Everybody has their own pet peeves. Just to know mm-hmm. that, what mm-hmm. is your partner's pet peeve? What annoys them the most? What frustrates mm-hmm. them the most? Mm-hmm. Is really healthy, so that we are more aware. So we know what we're getting ourselves into. I I really like when you when, that you opened up about about how more often than not the red flags would appear mm-hmm. before getting into a more uh, concrete. Um, uh, relationship like marriage, um, you know. Like I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and um, he he's now already divorced, and um, and then as we were we were talking about you know because he's you know dealing dealing with the um, how do I say the grief of of a failed marriage. Mm. So see, he kept on speaking about how masjid dia runtuh. Mm. So he was holding on to this ideal idea of how marriage is forever, and 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 also, also you know, you grow up with people telling you that Allah marah kalau kita cerai. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, but then first and foremost, like, macam you know, if there was usaha in trying to make it work, and it just just couldn't, right? Um, at least you know, and Allah sees this. Everything we do in our lives. Uh, in our lives, uh, you know, they're accountable, be it good or bad, mm-hmm. and and like, um, but I asked him, you know, like, but I'm curious though. Did you not see any signs at mm. all before? Did you not you see it coming? Not, yeah. Did Did you not see it coming at all? Because, um, some of us approached him sort of like to say, "Hey, you sure? Mm. Are you really sure about this? Mm. You know." And he went on anyways, 
and um, I said that you know like it's been it's been a few years now oh, sorry it's been a few years now since the divorce you know I think it's okay for us to sort of like you know sit down and discuss in a more in a more uh, objective manner objective manner mm. you know did you did you not see anything at all whatsoever and and the thing is like like I always I believe now more so that you know how sometimes we have that gut feeling that you know say hey why is it that I feel a bit off or whatever yes. I consider that signs or signs by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. you know we say that oh it's in your gut feeling it's in your gut but, but, but it's it's actually cara Allah nak bantu sebenarnya you know how loud it is is dependent on what action we take after right it's true so he he eventually admitted and said actually i i did and then i said i'm curious what made you go on mm. what made you continue on and then i think for him he said i was tired of loop dating mm. So he felt that you know I was already in this relationship, and to me I thought, oh maybe I'll be able to Some, yeah to sometimes change it sometimes or to make people it work. sometimes people you know they stay even though they see the red flags because mm. it's convenient. I'm already with this person. We've mm. invested so much in each other's lives. Right. Um. Let's just proceed to the next stage, the next phase. Right. right. Sometimes Lisa also maybe in your in the case of your friend, he genuinely just wanted to make it work. Or he yeah. was really optimistic. He just felt like, okay lah, now things don't look great. But I think if I work really, really hard on it, Can if I cool. keep praying for it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it will just work. work so it's out, it's right. not that they're so ignorant or they're so foolish. It's not always mm. the case. Right. Um, sometimes they're just very sincere in wanting to make things work. Yeah. But, you know, there comes to a point where, okay, it seems like I'm the only one trying to make things work, for example. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think it's very important that you raise this point mm. with regards to knowing what we want and knowing what we don't want. And I think we're kind of enunciating this this particular part of our sta- of your statement more, which is knowing what you don't want, and um, knowing that you know we're all human, and sometimes mm. you know we think that that maybe by way or by chance or by sheer miracle we're able to make things work, but then like despite. Uh, at all, uh, even if you've already entered the marriage, um, the red flags were there before you tied the knot, and then and then and then and then it proved itself right um, after 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 you got married, um, and then you're thinking, you know, like oh, you know, like am I a failure if this fails? You know, um, revisiting back about knowing what you want and what you don't want is going to help you decide in a way what. What is in, what 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 needs to be done for your mm-hmm. life? For example, like okay, you mentioned points like this. Okay, what I what I really don't want in a relationship is for mm-hmm. my partner to be um, uh, abusive. I really don't want him to be abusive. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I want him to be able to manage his anger mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want him to always make me. I don't want him to to. Um, uh, emotional black me and stuff like that right but then if say for instance situations like that happen after the marriage and then and then you know despite trying to see if things could work you've and it still can't work and it does end up like in a separation or in a divorce 
quite honestly, I feel that I hope that you don't beat yourself up about it because of yes. that. Because, because you tried your best. You, that's you, one. You were clear. Yeah. yeah, that's one. And, 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 you know, first and foremost, like, you know, if we remember back, you know what you want and you know what you don't want. You have mm. that for yourself. Yes. And I think the other thing that's important as well is that if you remember back, there are, there, I mean, like, in Islam, they would not allow for anybody in the, in, in the partnership or in the relationship untuk dizalimi. Yeah. Like, macam dong, Islam does not allow for women to be ostracized. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't allow for women to be, um, to, to, to go through suffering um, in their marriage to the point where it, if it requires a divorce, they should. You know, that kind of thing. So it's not so much that, you know, like, hey, glorified divorces. Is, that's not how we're supposed to look at, it, look at it. But then I hope that, that you understand, you know, like that, that if it gets to that point, you don't beat yourself up about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's because, because if you remember solely what Islam stands for, then, then you have that. Yes, you know? that's true. Even, you know, Lisa, talking about this, scholars have very strong opinions about marrying someone who you know is going to be abusive. Uh, but it's from the perspective of the person who is abusive, the person oh. who has anger management issues. Interesting. So for example, scholars said that if you know you are going to be abusive, physically, emotionally, mentally, if you know for a fact, then it's haram for you to get married. For you. Really? For you and for that moment, it is haram. Oh. If you feel like there is a tendency that you might lose your anger and you might do something that hmm. is macro. You might. I see. Okay? And so the the hukum for that particular person at that particular moment is as such. But can it change? Yes. So the more they have better control of themselves, then the hukum drops from haram to macro, hmm. disliked, and from macro to then becoming mubah, you are allowed to marry, you are good, and then to become sunnah. You know, mm. so there are different hukums for different individuals. Interesting. Okay? Wow, yeah. I just learned that. Yes. So yeah. yeah, of course there are other things like, like you know, if you know for a fact you cannot you cannot um please your spouse, you know, um intimately, then you need to be upfront. If you hide it from them, then it's haram for you. It's 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 like you said, it's cruel. It's a mm. abuse to a certain mm. extent. Mm. Um, if you know you cannot conceive, you need to be upfront with them before you get married. If they're okay with it, proceed. Lah. Maybe your spouse is okay. They really love you. They're okay with it. Proceed. Mm. But if they're not okay, then they have the right to know that mm. you cannot conceive before mm. they make the commitment. So and that is certain, if you, yeah, that's if you know. Lah. Uh, if you know. You know meaning you've uh, gotten tested before and maybe mm. you found out. Then, But if you didn't know, then it's not your fault at all. You know? Yeah. But the more so I... I talk to you about this the more so I see the importance of this point like you know like if we you know like like uh, when you're ready mm. when you're ready to 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 tie the knot exactly. ready to settle exactly. down how important it is for you to understand what you want and what you don't want mm. that's going to help you to know how you are going to manage your life moving forward yeah and what I noticed from the discussion of the scholars in the past uh, the ulama in the past about these matters Right. Is that actually it's a lot about self-awareness, can Lisa? Mm. Like, how would I know if I'm, I'm, I have anger issues if I don't sit down and actually contemplate and think, hey, am I sure I'm ready for marriage because I seem to have these problems? Uh? 
Again. So it's a lot yeah. of self-awareness and it's really powerful. Right. And it, mm. it, it forces us to contemplate more and self-introspect and self-reflect until we are uh, you know, at a stage where, okay, I know that these are my flaws, my weaknesses, and one of them is very problematic and I, I need to start working on them. Maybe working see a counsellor, see a therapist, you know, like see, you know, attend programs, read up more about how to control myself better. And mm. then I can go to that person and say, you know what, I'm ready now. Shahe, right. That's right, fair. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's where you avoid um, indirectly abusing your partner. Mm, when mm. you know that the chances were really, really high. Mm, mm, okay. Mm. Wow. Think, yeah. So these are we've covered three answers. Where do I start? To the question, where do I start if I'm ready for love? We said number one, set the right intentions. Number two, be aware of the risks involved. Yes. Number three, know what you want and know what you don't want. Number four, be ready not just to give love, but to equally receive love. I repeat, be ready not just to give love but also to equally receive love. Okay. The normal usually, scenario, mm, the normal usually, scenario is, yeah, is the other way around, which is you're ready to around. give because, hey, you're not, like what you said earlier again, like, you know, hey, you're not going to be um, living on your own anymore. Mm. You need to, you cannot be so selfish. Everything is about you. You need to think about giving love too. But yeah. now, because of the many issues that I've been getting in terms of the DMs, the emails, the people who attend my programs, they say, I struggle in receiving love. Interesting. Mm. What, what do they feel overwhelmed? Do they feel like, they feel like, like they this are, is not the way you should love? They feel like is it, it is like... undeserving. They are undeserving of love. Oh. They feel wow. like they've not contributed enough to the family. Or they were made to feel that way. Or they were bombarded like every day saying, you're not thankful, huh? you must be grateful. Huh? You're not grateful as a spouse. Huh? You know, be more grateful. So whenever they receive any kind gesture, any gift, any surprise, you know, given an opportunity yeah, to take a rest. Uh, how come? Yeah. Why? Why? Is it that? Yeah, this is not right. Ooh. This is not right. And This is very new to me. Yeah. And we, if we go back to our first few episodes, we spoke about, you know, how sometimes people are raised in an environment where they, for example, if let's say you're a woman and you saw your mom never getting that kind of attention, your mom never receiving love from your dad, for example, mm. you as a wife slash mother now, you would mm. feel awkward. Like, hey, wait, this doesn't seem right because, because why? Because I never saw my mom getting this kind of treatment before. Mm, 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 mm. So you feel a bit awkward. There's something off here. Mm. So I want my dear listeners and viewers to, um, to also recognize the need to equally receive love as much as you give love. Oh, inshallah. And, you know, like, like allow themselves, you know, like as they receive to also embrace. Yes. Yeah, it, it, because it's a form of blessing, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, depend, you know, like, like dynamics in relationships differ from one another. Mm -hmm. in every household you know like um some husbands are just you know quite um maybe not so physical maybe not so um expressive not you know affectionate. Uh, you know but some can be very affectionate some can be you know um would would state clearly you know like oh I, i've only been out for a few hours but i miss you already <laughs> you know um Dynamics, yes, yes, they're yeah. different. But then it is really, really important for your sake to 
to be able to receive love in and also in a way where because I I I honestly feel that if 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 you're going to um have um an opposite reaction to it sort of like um like for the better word a negative reaction to it mm-hmm. th- this can grow so for example like okay if say the husband is genuinely um missing her gives her a hug from the back while she's cooking mm. and she's <laughs> not used to that mm. and she's like eh what is this what is this you know and then you because of that then boleh fikir bukan bukan you know you you think like kenapa macam ni kenapa dia buat macam ni is it because of something is it guilty or something that's why you do something <laughs> you know kena nak cover line ke apa ke or whatever ke, or something like that you know like macam but, but if you allow really, yeah, yeah but if you allow yourself to embrace it and sort of mm. like oh this, this is nice mm. not used to it <laughs> but i try and pegang latangan dia balik <laughs> thank you gentle uh, abang lapar okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you hungry you know why didn't you have a rest you know or something like that kan suddenly like macam sikit-sikit je tapi oh ada bunga-bunga yang tertanam dalam hati like that uh, you know but but then yeah like like i never realized how almost common this is now since you're sharing this with me because they've been DMing you and sharing yeah. with you that yeah. you know like like the issue is not about giving love for mm. me because i know how i'm sometimes wired. they give too much also if that is such a thing they give too much and they don't receive because they don't know how to because definition of love remember we spoke about definition of love first mm-hmm. episode i think mm. where some people's definition of love is to what, what was it that i said give without expectation to give um to put others' needs ahead of yours yes oh yes yes to that's put yours other people's <laughs> needs ahead of yours so yes that they always think about others mm. and they think about themselves last mm. and when somebody eventually wants to put them at a higher position then they're like they go oh, like whoa, whoa whoa this is off balance for me now yeah you know i'm not used to being on a pedestal i i do that that's my job <laughs> putting other people up yeah yeah right right yeah uh, yes and mm. i Yeah, I okay, I I kind of understand that perspective. And I think it's a, uh, you know, it's about us maybe perhaps sharing with them to um open up to the idea that there are times that people want to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 nice to receive. Mm-hmm. You know like um My husband for example, he does not like to be the attention during his birthdays. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gets so overwhelmed like you know when he, I He's more introverted, right? Am I right he, to say that? Yes. So I'm I'm also an introvert and I don't like that kind of attention too sometimes. So you understand that? I understand totally. So when so how do you feel when like your wife or the kids do something? My wife understands so she doesn't do that to me. But, oh my but, god, it's just so nice. Yeah, but but 
but it does it has happened with with my team with my volunteers there were times when like i'm just doing my normal event with like hundreds of people at my event like 500 people and then suddenly before we end the event the mc says the team would like to surprise that means it's birthday happy birthday oh, on, the, on stage you know? oh you want to crawl into a hole don't you you want to be but, an ostrich. you know it's it's sweet lah you know it's sweet of them to do that and i really appreciate it but for okay. me you know my preference is like hush hush you know i i enjoy it a lot more when it's private it doesn't mean i enjoy it less because i don't get the attention so I totally understand uh, where you three is coming from. Yeah, so in the first few years, it was always like um, bigger of a bash in his context. <laughs> I mean, for me, they, I thought that was simple enough, but for him, it's like, oh my God, this is like too much. Mm. And then the last birthday, um, there was not nothing much. The most that I did was to cook him steak. And his and, favorite and, cake of all cakes is and, and cheesecake. Was, and was he happy? He was very happy. See? Yeah. Keep it he, simple. And yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I thought I was being, I just thought, you know, but anyways, <laughs> you know, um, but, but he was really, really happy. He said that, you know, like, like, macam ni, I suka macam ni, dia kata, you know, like, like, tak payah nak, nak, oh, panggil orang ke, nak datang ke apa ke, tak, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be with my loved ones. And then, like, you know, you, you brought the cake that I love, which is cheesecake. Mm. That's my favorite cake. And then, like, you know, um, uh, and then you knew that. And you know I like steak. And then you made steak. Mm. I appreciate it. And for the first time ever, he took a picture <laughs> of the steak. I mean, it's the picture of the stick, but but then for him, mm. it's a huge effort yeah. for him to take out his phone to take a picture of whatever. Mm. Really, mm. like and he how, had. And no I have idea. a question: How did that make you feel? Because you prepared it for him. Did you did you feel loved or appreciated? I felt relieved first because like just you because otherwise it's like much oh, it's too much young it's too much you know mm. and. Um, and then I'll be like, alama, you know, here you are wanting him to feel happy, tapi lalas macam dia, you know, he, it, yeah, somewhat backfired, right? Like, and, and then, you know, I felt like, like I failed in understanding him as a person, mm-hmm. you know, so um, when he, when he actually like took out the phone, dia kata, yeah, nak me gambar ni, you know, and I was like, you nak me gambar? And I was like, wow. <laughs> In my heart, I was like, really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And he he did, and um, uh, which I thought was very very out of the ordinary for him, you know. So alhamdulillah. But then like um, um, I guess okay. Now since we're here, right? And here we are talking about how, hey, for those of you who have trouble receiving, embrace it when when it happens, right? But I suppose um, for those who are giving also we also have to take that same amount of effort in understanding our partners, depending mm-hmm. on the degree of receiving that they're used to yeah. or the degree of receiving that they can accept. Yeah. You know, like, like um, I think your wife nailed it because, 
you know, she knowing fully well that, you know, you're, you, you're happy with just being with your kids at home, yeah, you know, like, 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 you know, even if it's just cooking your, Sim- a simple, your quiet dinner. simple, quiet dinner. Yeah. So you're cooking your little stuff on the skewers, frying them and then just like, you know, snacking on them with the kids. And then even if they take some effort in doing a little birthday card for you, to you, that means, oh, the yes, world, yes, right. It, yeah. You know, like, and <clears throat> And which I understand that, you know, they, they're getting a bit more involved in that. You're being more handsy and crafty mm-hmm. and stuff, which is kind of cute. But, but she nailed at understanding the level of receiving that you, you can receive. Mm-hmm. And I think then there's still that, that work in progress that both in the relationship would have to work on mm-hmm. is understanding the level of receiving that they can take. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the key to that is communication. Hmm. To tell your partner, you know what, this is too much for me. Oh, I like this just nice, just the way it is. Okay. Your partner will never know what's perfect, what's right for you, unless you tell them. So sometimes, maybe sometimes, yeah, um, we, we need to stop making our partners guess and just let them know. <laughs> We're not mind readers. Yes. Exactly. We're not. We're not, we're not. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, guys. So um, I think this has been a really good episode. I hope you've yeah, enjoyed fantastic. it. Yeah, Lisa. Um, yeah, I, I learned so much. Thank you so much. And I've learned also from you. So thank you so much, guys. I hope you benefited from today's episode and we look forward to the next one um, where we are going to continue from this partner. So for those looking for love, for those searching for love, for those who want to get started, you won't want to miss the next episode. All right? right. Till then, Take care, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Stay loving and remember to love yourself. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Bye.